Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Ah! <laughs> Except for herpes. That shit will come back with you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. I didn't leave him in Vegas, people. <laughs> it was touch and go for a minute. It was touch and go. I thought sincerely about leaving him. So much It would have been fun. so easy to ditch him. So much fun. But uh, I did not. I, I did bring him back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of thought you were going to get left at the airport for a hot minute. but We'll get into that later. We can get into that exactly. later. But uh, anyway, for now, we are going to be recapping our trip to TPE 2021 Yay. in Las Vegas. And um, since we didn't have a My Monthly Cigar cigar on Friday's show yes. when we sat down with Dave, um, Cigar Life Guy, we are going to be smoking a selection from the May My Monthly Cigars box today. Yes, we are. We've got the Timeless Panameric. Panamericana. Ti- yeah. We have the Timeless Panamericana by Nat Sherman, and it is the uh, Epicure or Robusto 5x50 with an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and filler made up of tobacco from Costa Rica and Nicaragua. This cigar did receive a 91-point rating from Cigar Aficionado. There you go. So. Now, we are uh, recording tonight in the Jerry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios at Top Shooters. Indeed. While we're watching the Blues... Uh, Playoff game. Yeah, so it might be a little loud in the so background. It's, 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 we apologize. It's a, t- it's a lively place here tonight. Yes. But that's okay. Let's go blues. Go blues. Anyway, so uh, are you going to do your obnoxious rapper bullshit? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But I will get it out of the cellophane. Okay. This is what I was talking about. I don't Everybody knew what I was talking about when I said that. I don't... What do you... I don't know <coughs> what you mean. No. No. You knew what I meant. This is what I meant. This is what I meant. Dear God... It's not that tight. It's really in there. Got it. All right. Well, the official cutting of the cigar is brought to you by Dan our the man, man Dan over at Riverman Cigar Company. And Dan Ponder, guys, I don't know what else to say at this point. If if you haven't decided to go over to Riverman, I mean, I don't know if there's help for you. No. Because the guy has got... An awesome humidor. Yep. With tons of great cigars. Yes. And getting more in by the getting day. Getting more in by the day. It just keeps expanding. He's got that 1,500 square foot covered patio, which the weather, it's a little little rainy in St. Louis this week, but you know what? It's a covered patio, so it doesn't matter. Nope. You can sit outside and enjoy your cigars and just listen to the rain hit the pavement. Darn right. And if you don't want to sit outside, he's got his lounge, and he the does. lounge is open, and you can chill in the lounge, and you can watch Blues Playoffs Hockey. And whatever else. I mean, it's a great place. So I don't understand why you wouldn't be going to Riverman at this I point. Don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. Get it. You know, so so do yourself a favor. Swing on by Riverman Cigar Company. Say hi to Dan, Miss Cindy, Jane. Get yourself a really good cigar. Chill out. Enjoy the day. And uh, have a good time. And, and if, if, if you don't live in the St. Louis region and you're not traveling here, but you don't have your own brick and mortar. Let Dan be your brick and mortar. He does mail order, so all you got to do is call him up, and he will get a box of cigars sent to you right away. 
Post haste. Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And so with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. Okay. So yeah, so we got the little... You going uh, V or straight? I'm going to do the V cut. I'll go straight this time. You know, why not? I'm also lighting with matches tonight. Oh, look at you. Sticking with uh, Team Soft Flame. Attempting to, uh, you know, light matches out here on the patio at Top Shooters. In the rain. In the rain. (laughs) This will be interesting. This is why I have the butane torch. Well, it's, example, it's exactly situations like this. Well, I get that. What did you just do? Fuck me. What did you just do? <laughs> did you cut yourself with no, my cutter? No, I pinched the shit out of my finger, though. <laughs> God bless it. It is a Calibri SV, dude. Oh, I'm going to have a blister. <laughs> it's like a really <clears throat> easy-to-use cutter. How oh. did you pinch your finger in that? Uh, well, it it wouldn't cut right at the end, and I had to force it, and when it did, I pinched it. Okay. I didn't cut myself, but I'm going to have a nasty blood blister on my <laughs> index finger. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that hurt like a mother. <laughs> I, I could tell. Oh, my. Oh, God. All right. Well. You know, so we're going to go into TPE here, but we we have several interviews. We have a lot of interviews. We have a lot of interviews. Yes. So after we uh, light up here, we'll go into some of those interviews, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about debauchery on Tuesday night. <sighs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, so so stick with us, so, guys. Yeah. So, Jeff, what? Uh, let's let's get the cold draw going on okay. here. Cold draw time on the uh, timeless Panamericana from Nat Sherman. Ooh. Raisins? <coughs> yes. It's sweet. Distinctive raisins. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, no question at all. That's what it is. Lock the door. It's done. Go to the, go to the cold retro. Oh, God. You can literally smell raisins. It's sweet. Yeah, it's that's awesome. It's sweet. <sighs> anyway, <coughs> I'm going ahead and lighten. I am too. Now, this uh, this cigar is one that I would imagine that uh, Michael Herklotz is going to be keeping on with the uh, Ferio Tago or Tago mm-hmm. line. Um, I don't know that for certain. We need him to come on and tell us. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to happen there, Mr. Potts. Saw him at TPE. Did not yeah, I was get a just chance about to, to say, to he was my white whale at TPE. Yeah. He was the one that got away. Yeah. Um, I saw him. He was doing business. And Jeff will attest that, you know, he and I were there to collect audio to, to bring to you guys and everything. But, but the manufacturers and whatnot, they were there to sell cigars to yes. retailers. And so... We did our our best to always stay on the periphery, only get audio when they had a spare moment. We didn't interject ourselves. We didn't force ourselves into situations, and we certainly didn't keep these guys from doing business. And so when I saw Michael Herklotz and he was doing business, obviously, I did not run over and be like, oh, my God, it's you. Yeah. You know? And so, unfortunately, I missed my opportunity. Yes. And... uh, 
The same could be said about a couple of other companies. Or, or, you know what? I think he missed his opportunity. Well, this is true. Yeah. This is true. I mean, we're but, the cigar pulpit for the love of God. But this is, but it, it, it's irrelevant. <laughs> oh, my God. It is a point. I couldn't get through that without laughing. For a couple of other manufacturers as well. I mean, uh, you know, every time I went by the uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust yeah. um, booth, Steve Saka was busy. Um you know, every time I walked by the Crown Heads booth, those guys were busy. You know, there were there were a handful of booths that just it just never shook out for I, us to be able to talk. I'm to not going to lie, Jonas I'm over not, at Blackbird. I'm not we talked sure. to him for a hot minute. We but did, like uh, you know, we never made that that connection either. Unfortunately, oh for the audio, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure we made it to every booth. Oh, I know we didn't make it to every booth. Yep. And, and we'll go into the whys of that after a few of these interviews. Well, it's not just the why. I mean, that was part of the reason why. But realistically, it's a big show. It is. And you got to have a plan of attack. And quite frankly, you and I, we had a plan. We went in guns blazing, but no. No real plan. Yes. Yeah. So no. anyway, so what are you getting on the cigar? Um... It's a smooth smoke. It's very smooth. Draw is fantastic. Yeah. Burn line so far is is pretty good. I mean, I just lit it, so there's a little bit of like variation to I've it. I've never it's, had an issue gonna... with any of the timeless I've ever smoked. No, me neither. So it, at some point, it's going to correct itself. Um, oh. Oh. Oh, my. Give it a retro. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. All right. There's definitely, punch. definitely some pepper on the retro. Yeah. Um, definitely some pepper on the retro. The actual cigar itself, it's just kind of smooth. It's smooth, yeah. I'm not picking I'm up not any picking up flavor notes. Distinct flavor yeah. notes, no. But it's it's a it's just a really good smooth little cigar. I'm digging it. Absolutely. So, well, why don't we go ahead and jump into some interviews okay. here, and uh, we're gonna play a handful of them. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, our trip a little bit. <laughs> we'll talk about Tuesday. Tuesday. Hi, Terrence Riley here with Aganor Salif. We're at TPE 2021. Uh, we're showcasing two new items, our Aganorsa Lunatic Habano and a new Toro Vitola, which is a size, despite being the most popular size in the industry, one that the line has never had for some reason. And we also have a 5.5 by 80 Lunatic Maduro El Grande, uh, which, you know, God bless them. People love those big ring gauges, and uh, we, we, uh, we like making them for them. So those are the two new items we have going here, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing the customer reaction out there. You can follow us, Aganor Salif, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as check out our website, aganorsalif.com. Thanks so much. Hello, uh, my name's Nick Goss. I'm the Northeast rep for uh, AJ Fernandez. Just wanted to say happy TPE to everybody. You can visit us at ajfcigars.com. We're kind of throwing a spotlight on everything We've got some, some new items out, some new line extensions, and, uh, well, we thank you guys for giving us the time, and we greatly appreciate your business and support. Hello. Hi. We're live at the TPE show in Las Vegas 2021. My name is Rafael Nodal. I'm in charge of the product uh, capabilities for Altis USA and uh, also in charge of consumer marketing. We're here in this fantastic show with some great introduction. For example, we got the new Romeo and Julieta Eternal. Romeo and Juliet uh, celebrated last year the 145th anniversary. 
This is a release that is a little bit late. We couldn't do it last year due to the COVID and some delays in the in the factory. But we are now proud to introduce it. It's our uh, real pinnacle of the Romeo and Julieta. For this special 145th anniversary, we team up with our fantastic friends, the Placencia family, and got some very, very, very old and very well-aged and very special and rare tobaccos, and we're doing a very limited edition. It comes in boxes of uh, 11. Just a fantastic new release, Romeo and Juliet Eternal. And obviously, Monte Cristo. So, Monte Cristo is a legendary brand. Uh, last year, we celebrated. There's always a celebration where we're talking to uh, to amazing brands, right? The heritage and iconic brands. So, Monte Cristo last year celebrated the 85th anniversary, and we introduced the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary. So, continuing the celebration, we're introducing the new Monte Cristo Epic Vintage 12. This is a follow-up, the original yellow uh, vintage of Vintage 7, and now with tobacco from the year 2012. We team up with the Jose Mendez family that has grown some special tobacco for us. This is a seed that was brought from Cuba in 1962. It's the original Piloto, grown in Dominican Republic. We call it Pilotico because it's the original, original one. Give you very small uh tobacco leaf but very full flavor and this was the first year they grew it in 2012 so epic blue is like a, a, a like once in a blue moon right so we only these releases when there's amazing amazing tobacco and also my aging room which last year was the number one cigar in uh, by cigar aficionado in the year 2019 and we introduced a new figurado size uh comes in boxes of 10 aging room is uh, my collaboration with aj fernandez is a brand dedicated to very small releases only uh, driven by the amount of tobacco available. It's a full Nicaraguan, 100% Nicaraguan. And uh, uh, last but not least, the A. Shonman Classic. So the A. Shonman is part of our 1844 line. Uh, we already have in that line the Añejo, the A. Shonman Reserve, and the Vintage Cameroon, which uses an amazing old uh, old uh, Cameroon wrapper. For this uh, introduction, we call it the A. Shortman 1844 Classic. It's, uh, it's, I call it a Connecticut uh, with a twist. We use for that a, a blend of uh, full um, Honduran tobacco and a wrapper from uh, Ecuador, Ecuadorian Connecticut. And I say a twist because as a binder, we use... Uh, the seed from the from one of the original seed from the uh, broadleaf uh, in Pennsylvania, and we grow this one in Honduras. So as a binder, give us a lot of flavors, give us a very different twist. It's not your regular uh, Connecticut cigar because it's a uh, medium but full of flavors, a fantastic. So we are extremely happy to introduce this. Uh, Great, the Monte Cristo, the My Own Aging Room, the Romeo and Juliet, and the legendary H. Ottman that started in Cuba in 1844. A couple of brothers from Germany went to Cuba in 1844 and to create a, a bank. They were bankers and they wanted to do a Cuban bank. And they fell in love with tobacco. They started having cigars given to their best uh, uh, consumers and then they, they love it so much that they open a factory and A. Shortman one of the original uh, Cuban brands obviously from uh, uh, German descent and right now 
the uh, Ace Shortman 1844 Classic. So a full lineup of uh, new releases for this first show after the pandemic, the TPE 2021 in Las Vegas. Hey, this is Brandon Marsh with Big Sky Cigar. This is Jess Coleman, uh, just down here at TPE, bringing out some of our our new sticks. We've been first time we've been at the show. Uh, we've been in business about two and a half years. Uh, we've got five Vitolas out. Our newest release is the Bitterroot Six by Fifty Four Habano out of Esteli, uh, the Tacasa Factory with Carlos Sanchez. Uh, all of our cigars are named after prolific rivers in Montana, and uh, we really have a focus on the outdoors. Uh, we've got a char- charitable element of what we do. A, a portion of every box goes to Warriors in Quiet Waters, which is a um, a Montana-based therapeutic fly fishing program for uh, post-9-11 combat veterans and their families. Uh, so we're happy to be here. It's been a great show for us, great opportunity to get some exposure and, and meet some folks that we've only known virtually, like the, the gentleman from uh, Cigar Pulpit. So There you go. Brandon, any, Brandon, anything you want to uh, mention real quick? You know, uh, TP, this is our first show, like Jess said, and it's been a great experience. And it's nice to meet you guys. Uh, you know, this new stick that we got, the MM, uh, people have loved it. It's it's kind of, it's going to become some, something big. So if you get a shot at it, try it. So keep looking for the uh, MM by Big Sky Cigar Company. Yes, sir. There you go. And uh, to find us, uh, our Instagram is Big Sky Cigar. And we're also on Facebook. And our website is BigSkyCigar.com. All right, so my name is David Blanco of Blanco Cigar Company. We've been uh, in existence since 1998. However, I'm the fifth generation in the family in the industry or uh, Cuban uh, uh, family. I'm the first one born in the United States in Chicago. Uh, we have a bevy of different brands that we own, uh, including Cigar Obsession, uh, Above and Beyond, Blanco 9, Blanco Liga Exclusiva, Primos Cigars. Um, Above and Beyond and Prince Hall, to name a few. I also manufacture for about 12 different companies around the world. Uh, we have distribution throughout the world. Um, we have mild, medium, full-body cigars. Our cigars are all made at our family's factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Uh, that family's last name happens to be Placencia. Nestor and I are cousins. Uh, so I'm one of the master blenders in residency there, kind of, sort of, because that's how I bring all the private labels that I make into that into that factory. Uh, our corporate offices are in Clearwater, Florida, technically Seminole, Florida, which is right next to Clearwater. Uh, and uh, I don't know what else I can tell you other than that. It's my elevator pitch about the brand. Um, we've got number one cigar of the year rating. We've got a number two cigar of the year rating. We have best value cigar of the year ratings from different uh, publications. On our wall today, we were given... Uh, uh, top 10 cigar brand of the decade um, because our growth has been phenomenal. Like I said, we're selling in almost every continent except Antarctica. I can't get those uh, penguins to smoke yet, but I'm working on it. But having said that, we hope well, they're already dressed up. They should be smoking you, too. You would think. Exactly. But, uh, that being said, that's uh, I think that's about the elevator pitch you guys were asking for. So what are your thoughts on the show so far? Um, this is my third time here, but my first time actually with a booth. Uh, even since the last time I was here, which I guess was two years ago, um, it's grown tremendously for premium cigars. Um, so we'll continue to come to the event, and, and we'll probably expand our floor space only because this is our pop-up display. This isn't our normal trade show display, which is about at least double the size and 
$18,000 worth of setup and everything else. But since it's our first time and it's an off year, we didn't know what to expect with turnout because of COVID and restrictions and, and the bad economy as a result of COVID. So we didn't know how well this was going to be attended, but it has been uh, surprisingly well attended. We have done phenomenal business here. Uh, and so we, we look forward to coming back. We're going to be back in six weeks at the other trade show, yeah, the PCA. Um, but we'll come back again next year for sure. Well, good deal. And uh, uh, as we wrap up, how do people reach out to you on like social media, email, sure. that kind of thing? So uh, we have uh, on, on Instagram, it's uh, Blanco Cigar Company. Uh, my personal Instagram is David Blanco 007. Uh, our Facebook page is Blanco Cigars. We also have Blanco Cigar Nation for a, uh, a page for uh, fans. Uh, and uh, what else do we have? Uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter is uh, is at Blanco Cigars, and uh, I have a YouTube channel, but I'm not using it as much as I used to. But I'm probably going to get back doing more YouTube. Did I forget anything? Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, MySpace. I think that's still yeah, down. Uh, we're doing. I do MySpace, <laughs> and, and I don't do TikTok. Sorry, I'm not a TikTok guy. Fair enough. Well, hey, we really do appreciate your time, David. Thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Gator. Hey there, my name is Nate Beck. I'm the uh, inside sales rep for uh, tobacco with Bovida. Uh, we're super excited to be at the show. Bovida is the global two-way leader in uh, humidity control. Uh, we make two-way humidity control packs for all of your premium cigars, cannabis, CBD. Keeps your cigars protected, keeps all those oils and sugars exactly where they're supposed to be so you can enjoy that perfect premium cigar. You guys can find us online at www.bovidainc.com. Uh, we're going to be at PCA for our next show, and you can find us if you're here at the show at booth 4050. Uh, and we'd love to have you on board and uh, get Bovida in your hands. Well, that was uh, just a portion of the interviews yes. that we have from the uh, TPE show. More to come. Definitely more to come, but we want to thank everybody for taking some time out of their, uh, of their trade show to talk to us. Absolutely. So we flew to Vegas on Tuesday. We did. Well, let's back up. We had a um, 6, 10 a.m. flight yes. to Vegas. Okay, so that means that I picked you up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, it would have been 4 o'clock in the morning, except that you were late coming out to the car. Um, I decided know, to poop. But that's neither here nor there. In the head um, of a day, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And so we, we scrambled. So 4.15. We scrambled and get to the airport with like an hour before our flight is set to leave. And uh, get the car taken care of. Now, now again, I need to back up. So, obviously, you and I, we, it's well known we have newspapers and everything. Yes. I got my paper done on Monday. Yes. Um, and I did not sleep. Um, I, I, actually... I woke up at about 8 a.m. Monday morning, and I didn't sleep again until we were on the plane, and I got three hours of sleep on the plane, which is not good sleep. No. And then I didn't go to bed until Tuesday I might night. have pulled down a half hour, 45 minutes on uh, Monday night because I was out shooting sports late. Then I had to go to the office, download all the photos that I had taken so they'd have them to use you know, for that day's paper, and ran, ran back home and then packed. Yeah. And the next thing I know, it's like 2 in the morning, and I'm like, well, what's the point? I'm not going to bed. So I laid and watched uh, you know, Survivor Man. And uh, waited for you to get there. So, anyway, so I pick you up. So we're on no sleep. No sleep at all. Uh, we get to the airport and, um, you know, we, we go through security and everything. And we get on the plane. And it's a it's a fuller flight yes. than we went to 
Tampa. Oh, much. Con- noticeably. Yeah. Noticeably more full flight than when we went to Tampa. And so um, you and I, we were in, an, in a row with the seat in between us. And we're watching all these people streaming onto the plane. Yeah. And we're just like. Which more people than I thought there were seats. Yes. The way it looked. And I was yeah. just like, oh, please don't let anyone sit in between us. Please don't. And this guy. This guy. This guy. There's maybe four people left to take a seat on yeah. the plane. And this guy comes along and, like, kind of looks at you and, like, let's, motions Let's to the be seat. honest. We're big dudes. This cat was bigger than either one of us. He's a big dude. Yeah. And it would have been like trying to fit 50, uh, 60 pounds of fat into, like, a three-pound sack. Yeah. And you're just looking at him, and you're like, dude, you're high if you think you're going to squeeze in between <laughs> us. Now, mind you, there was a girl behind him that was, like, maybe 50 pounds soaking wet. Yes. And... You know, I think you even made the comment, like, she can, you can't, you know, and <laughs> <Exactly>. all that. <laughs> and he ended up moving on. Nobody ended that up sitting between us. That would have been a god-awful, miserable flight. Yes. Nobody ended up sitting between us, and that worked out well. Yes. Because, um, like I said, I slept, you know, the three hours, and, you know, it was what it was. So we get to Vegas and uh, proceed to go to our hotel and check in and the hallway. Oh, my God. I took a picture of it. It's the longest yes. freaking hallway known to man. We get off the elevator. It's like something out of The Shining. It was. We got off the elevator, and we turn right to go down the, the hallway where our room is. And our room was 5432, okay? Well, it started at 5400. Yes. And, I mean, it just felt like forever to walk down that hallway. Yes. It never ended. No. So then we get to the room, and um, I had the option of getting a smoking room, but realistically, I figured, you know what? We're going to be smoking cigars all over the place. I don't really want to do it in my room. Yeah. And I don't- We need a break. And I don't want a room that stinks like cigarettes and everything else. So I'm like, I'm going to get a non-smoking room. I walk in, and what's the first thing that we notice? The smoke alarm is dangling from the ceiling. Disabled. Disabled. You know, dangling by wires from the ceiling. So I called down to the desk and whatnot. And we you were had, really wound up about this. As Pinky would say, you were wrapped around the axle. Well, you know why? Because if, let's say, God forbid, one of the maids or something comes into the room, sees a whole bunch of cigars sitting there from the show, and sees that the uh, smoke alarm is disabled, I don't want to get the $500 fine Yeah, you know, for smoking in the non-smoking room. I don't want to get blamed for it. So I made sure that somebody came and reinstalled the smoke alarm and everything. Now, let's be real. Did they actually activate it or did they just put it back up on jam the ceiling? Jam it back into the ceiling. They yeah. may have just jammed it back up into the ceiling, but it is what it is. So, so yeah, so we did that and um, hung out there for just a little bit. And then eventually we uh, we went and grabbed some lunch. Where do we eat lunch? Oh, we ate lunch at the restaurant in the hotel. Yes. Which was... Okay. Okay. Wasn't spectacular. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Um, it was serviceable. And then we walked over to uh, Caesars to go to the Monte Cristo Lounge. Yes. Where it all began. Yes. Where it all began. We went over to the Caesars Lounge, uh, Monte Cristo Lounge, had, uh, had some cigars there, met the guys from Monte Cristo. We did. They were there plotting a uh, release party they were going to be doing the next night. And uh, so we talked to them for a little bit. And um, 
I smoked a uh, Placencia Alma Forte. Yep. The the six two. And I had place. one of the uh, Nicaraguas from uh, Monte Cristo. Yes. The yep. nine. Uh, yeah. The Nicaraguas. Now we did both buy that 1935 anniversary cigar that uh, Rafael Nodel referenced in yes. uh, his interview. Yes. And we'll be smoking that on a future show. Yep. But um, we uh, so we hung out there for a little while and. Boy, you know what, Jeff? I, I'm going to rant for a second here. Okay. TP, and, and this is no fault of TP, no fault of Vegas, nothing like that. It just it is what it is. It's just the timing sucked. Okay. In that, the last day we were out there is when the CDC decided to relax all the mask requirements mm-hmm. and everything else. And so from what I'm gathering, just mere days after you and I are back from there. Yeah. It's already a significantly different place it's back than to when normal. we were. I yeah. don't want to say that. I will tell you this. I noticed something but, from the first day to the last day. Yeah. Because I, I played uh, some Ultimate Texas Hold'em and got my ass handed to me, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And Nick knows I quit playing. Yeah, he did. And I and never quit playing. He got his And I quit playing because I got my ass handed to me the first night. But when I walked by to cash in some chips um, with the cashier on the last night we were there. Yeah. The plexiglass was gone in between each player. Really? Yes, they had taken that down. Oh, see? So, yeah, it's Which already... Which I didn't think would ever go away, so I'm surprised at well, that, but... So, it was... De- I'll be honest. It was it was kind of depressing to see Vegas and that. I like Vegas. And it was depressing to see Vegas with the plexiglass, the masks everywhere. You know, and as we're sitting at the Monte Cristo Lounge, the waitress told us that we had to pull our mask back up in between puffs and drinks... Unless, unless unless we had a basket of chips or a bowl of mixed nuts on the table yeah that indicated we were eating those kettle chips were really nine, expensive that was a 9 dollar <laughs> basket of crunchers essentially what you could have done is taken a bag of crunchers from the grocery store and parsed it out to probably 10 tables. And that's probably what they did. Yep. And they were making bank on those chips. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because everybody wanted to leave the mask off. And so you were willing to pay whatever for this bag of chips or this bowl of nuts in order to to leave your mask off. And they, I mean, look, it's capitalism at its finest, but they made their money off those nuts and those chips. I mean, that was, was, I mean, my God, our iced teas were six bucks a piece. Yeah. You know, by two, the time two bottles of uh, pure leaf. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you, you had you had bottled iced tea and crunchers, and it cost us what uh, twenty one dollars. Yeah, you know that was the lounge fee. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. That's so that's es- what it was. Essentially, we paid thirty bucks after tip for for you know the the ability to sit and have. But again, it's where it all started. That's where you bought your first it is what cigar. It is. it is what it is. You know, your you first premium cigar. Exactly. Let me say that. Well, uh, yeah. So anyway, so we left there and went over to the Sahara and checked in and hung out at the Sahara. While we were there, we popped into the Sahara bar, and that's where we saw Sam from Crux. Yep. And hung out with the guys from Crux for a little bit. We met some of the guys from AJ. Yeah. Um. Met a couple of other cats. Talked to a real nice cat from St. Louis. We did. And yep. I'm blanking on his name, and I really apologize to you, man. Oh, um, shoot. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, he uh, he does some video work, yep. and he was there doing some video work and everything, and uh, worked for FedEx for like 25 years and was retired. Retired, and, yeah. And yeah, super nice guy. He was at the Riverman. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was at, at the, the Riverman event. event. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, 
So it kind of sucks that I'm blanking on his name. I'll tell you this. That was something that was a little surreal for me, was being at the hotels or being at the convention when people would walk up and say, Gator. Exactly. And I'm like, this is odd. Right? Yeah. So people people have gotten to know us through the well, show. Well, and that's the thing, man, is um, I, I'm going to compare this year to last year a little yeah. bit. Last year, that didn't really happen. You know? Yeah. There was a little bit of recognition, but you got to realize, we'd only been, you know, last year it was in January of 2020. We'd been going for five months. We've been going for like five months. And so realistically, you know, it was it was relatively new. Yeah. At this point, we're nearly two years into this thing. Well, and the difference in our downloads from then to now. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, there were people that knew us and recognized us. And it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Some people that we knew and some people we didn't. Yep. Yeah. So that's when the night took a turn. Yeah. I, uh, I decided to play the role of Corey Frisbee this year for Nick. And we did a little partying. Jeff was a bad influence. Yes. And uh, now I'm going to come clean and admit mine was more legal gummy bears mine, out there, if you know what I mean. Whereas mine was alcohol. Yes. Because I was not going to partake in the legal gummy yes. bears. And I took a lot. Yeah. I slept like a baby. Whereas I woke up at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning throwing my guts out <laughs> from uh, copious amounts of alcohol. And yeah, um, I still think you had food poisoning. Well, and that's also possible. Yeah. But uh, what's because, you know, anyway, you wanted to hit up a certain restaurant that will remain nameless in case yes. it is po- food poisoning. I don't want to I don't want to taint their their name. Exactly. You know, even though I may have had tainted beef there. Yes. But uh, the point is, yeah, so, I, I woke up at like one in the morning and the room is spinning. Nick was harsh in my mellow. And I go to the bathroom and I am just throwing up like I can violently. hear him from from my bed and, in my and, in my stupor. And as I'm throwing up, that's when suddenly I start feeling like I have to shit. Oh, my God. So now I'm on the toilet. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go. Oh, no, we're this. going into this. <laughs> so now I'm on the toilet and I'm shitting and then oh I got to puke again. So I grabbed the trash can, and I start throwing up violently into the trash can. And I think I fell asleep on the toilet at one point because I woke up, and, like, my head was against the wall, and my legs had lost all their feeling. And I, so then I stand up and immediately fall to the bathroom floor. So now I'm naked, laying on the bathroom floor, puking into the garbage can still. And all I'm thinking is, this is how it ends. I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to be like Elvis. I'm going to die essentially on my toilet and uh, in, a, in a Vegas hotel room with Gator sleeping in the other room. Now, I want to say you know, that I was and, concerned uh, about Nick because he would wake me up every time he would retch. Now, here, let me, let me point out what I did. So from the other room, about probably a good hour and a half into the vomiting, there's this long, quiet spell, which may have been when he fell asleep. I'm not sure. And all I said from my bed was, Nick... And I just go, yeah. I said, okay, you're alive. And that was all the acknowledgement <laughs> or help I got. I went back to sleep. <laughs> wouldn't get me a glass of water. Wouldn't come and knock on the door and be like, hey, buddy, you all right? You know, or anything I'm glad like I that. didn't. You were naked. I mean, dude, at this point, it is what it is. Ugh. But, like, I mean, it was. I would have taken pictures. It was hellacious. Yeah. Hellacious. And so we had to be at the show on Wednesday. Technically, the show on Wednesday started at, I think, noon. Yeah. 
Um, media was able to get in an hour earlier, but like we had the alarm set. We did. And God but you love, were in no shape. No, but we did shower. Mm-hmm. We got dressed, went downstairs to get some food. Yep. And as we were sitting there, I was like, there's no way I'm going to this. Yeah. And I proceeded to go back upstairs and go back to bed. Yep. And I'm, I'll admit, I followed your lead and just went back to bed, too. You did. And so finally, we... Dr- I had a couple more gummies and then went back to bed. God, you just... You with the freaking gummies. <laughs> it's legal. Yeah, dude. You're... You've got a problem. But anyway... <laughs> so... So we sleep. And finally... So Wednesday night was the uh, industry party. Yeah. So we rallied. We did. We rallied for the industry party. Now, I think we should go ahead and take a break here. I was going to say, play this a few a more interviews. Good place to stop. Yep. We'll get to the industry party in a moment. So hang with us, guys. All right. So we'll play a few more interviews, and we'll be right back. How are you guys doing out there? This is Leo Brown coming to you live from TPE 2021 from Carolina Blue Cigars. We are here having a great time, having a great show, and meeting great and new people as well. A little bit about the brand. Carolina Blue started out about four years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the tobacco comes from the Dominican Republic in the fields of Villa Gonzalez. The factory is actually Tabacalera El Puente, and all of the cigars come from there. Whether the, uh, Well, all of our Dominican cigars come from there. We also have a Nicaraguan line. So in our line, we actually have 14 different cigars. Uh, they range from anywhere of $8 all the way up to $16, depending on your region. To know more about Carolina Blue Cigars, you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, under Carolina Blue Cigars. If you're willing and ready to order, you can find us at info at Carolina Blue Cigars as well. Hi, everyone. Louis Cuevas from Casa Cuevas Cigars. Um, we've been around now for four years with the brand, but we haven't launched anything new till this year. So it's been a year, almost two years since 2019 that we've done anything, uh, early 2019. So we are excited now to have the patrimonial line from Casa Cuevas. It's a Corojo wrapper. It's got some Peruvian tobacco in it, Pennsylvania, Dominican, and Nicaraguan. And the reason I'm highlighting that is none of our line has Corojo or Peruvian in it. So we're stepping out of our wheelhouse a little bit. We're excited about it. Uh, It's going to be available in a couple of months. The cigars are ready. The packaging is not. And that's taking a little more time. That's been the challenge. But once we decided on the blend... The cigars have been rolled for a while, and they're sitting, and, and we're, we're expecting that to be a, a success, and we're excited about that. Uh, if you're interested in our lineup at all, you can follow us at CasaCuevasCigars.com. That's the website. Uh, we're on Instagram at CasaCuevasCigars, Facebook CasaCuevasCigars. Um, and by the way, if you want to reach me directly through email, you can. It's L-U-I-S at CasaCuevasCigars.com. My name is Ubaldo Arellano. I'm one of the partners of Casa Nicaragua Tobacco Group. We manufacture our product in Esteli, Nicaragua. We are based out of Southern California. We have Maduros, Habanos, Connecticut, multiple sizes. We cater to various businesses. We also have specific sizes for various businesses if they want a particular product in size or in texture. We also partner with other individuals to make their own brand if they would like that because we do handle the manufacturing ourselves directly. Everything is locally sourced in Nicaragua, and it's completely handmade by us. How's the show been? The show's been great. Honestly, can't complain. Been able to speak with a lot of people, uh, make a lot of friends, hopefully. And, yeah, it's been honestly great. 
That's awesome. How do folks reach out to you? Where can they find you on the social media, email, that kind of thing? Primarily, we're on Facebook. So you can find us at Casa Nicaragua Tobacco Group on Facebook. We also have an email. You can hit us up at, depending on who you're speaking with. We'll give you a business card on all that information. Uh, if you want further information, just give us your contact information. We'd be more than happy to send our price sheets and all that information to you. Hey, guys. This is Tyler, CLE Cigars. I wear a lot of hats. I deal with the factory, the sales, to even processing salespeople expense reports. So it's pretty cool to do all that in family business. So I just want to highlight what we have here at TP 2021. Of course, you know, we have the, the main state products like a Psalm 13 from Nicaragua. Uh, the Ogre Insidious, the Schizo, the big staple brands. But also we do have some products that are fairly new. We have the CLE 25th Anniversary. That's a blend that, that we shipped at the end of last year. It commemorates Christian's 25 years in the business. Can't really tell you much about the blends, but it's definitely in the stratosphere of our, of our retail pricing. You're looking at 15, 16, 17, some change depending on where you live. Of course, it's MSRP. Um, we have other brands. So, for example... You know, our flagship line, we have the Aroa. So, you know, you have Aroa First 20, you have the Colorado. Those we launched a few years ago. The First 20 actually has a, a tobacco in the filler called La Victoria, which we haven't grown that seed in about 60 years in Honduras. Um, we have the other core lines, like, for example, Winwood Hills. Not a lot of people hear about that. Uh, we make it in three blends. We make it in the uh, the Unhinged, the Deranged, and the um, Mayhem. Mayhem's 100% Corojo. Deranged is Sumatra. And unhinged is broadleaf. We make those in Honduras, and also we do make that in a 60 by 6. Just be on the lookout for that. Our core lines of CLE pretty much stay the same. You know, we have the Connecticut, we have the Habano, we have the Corojo, of course. Those have the same binders and fillers. But we really, really what we really want to do is show what impact the, the wrappers have on the flavor. You know, we've had those brands since 2012 in some form of packaging or another. So now they're in the cabinet box since probably 2017. You know, still very strong sellers for us. Of course, in the Aroa, you know, we talk about the first 20, but we have the classic, which was we really wanted to try to capture the essence of a, but of a true Honduran cigar, 100% Corojo, fourth and fifth primings all the way through, meaningful bodied. The Aroa CBT, CBT just means wrapper binder and filler in Spanish, which is Capa Banda Tripa, just say all Maduro. Um, you know, that one came out in 2015, does really well. Of course, Chile and Prieto, which are the only CLEs that we make in Nicaragua. The Prieto features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and fillers, and the Chile is Ecuadorian Connecticut. On the asylum side, you know, for those who've been following the brand for a pretty long time, um, some things that are probably new to you as the consumer, we did repackage blends like the Asylum 13 Connecticut and the Corojo. We just really updated everything. You know, Christian isn't really a big fan of cellophane. He doesn't, you know, it looks looks bad in any sort of light so we put the tissue wrap and the orange band on the connecticut on the on the corojo we use the maroon band with the i guess you want to call it the the maroon paper and the newest asylum out of honduras of course we have the medulla oblongata you know a lot of people they think like you know we found some cave painting or we played on ouija board or something but really you know, we watched we watched the movie The Waterboy. We thought it was funny, and we came out with this cigar called Medulla Oblongata. <laughs> That's awesome. Where it's a split box, so 25 around, which is Medulla, 25 or square, which is or box press. Christian always corrects me on that. Call them square cigars. Um, they do smoke differently. The blends are the same. And then we later came out with the with the Maduro version of that. So that's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over a Corojo binder and filler. Same thing. 
round medulla oblongata square box press however you want to call it and a, a brand that it's been around for a while but you know a lot of people are finally starting to take hold of is the nyctophilia so nyctophilia if you turn back the cle time machine that was actually our very first taa cigar we came out with that in i want to say 2015 don't quote me but that was our very first taa that's a, that's actually a, another true that's the only true maduro wrapper binder filler psalm 13 and we do have some new projects coming out that aren't on display here. That's all right, because they're new projects. So we have Serenity now and Sandy later. It's going to be the same sort of concept as Medulla Oblongata in terms of the split box. However, it's really a first in the marketplace because we're going to have half the box is going to be mild and half the box is going to be full-bodied. We're making that a 54x6 Toro, 60x6 and 70 by 7 We're going to like an 8 to $10 retail on that. Um, we, we are shipping in a couple of weeks. You know, those who are familiar with the Friday the 13th packs and the Martes Trece packs, you know, we have these paper, wrap, these paper wrap packs we do in Honduras. But this time with Arkham, we actually went to the Dominican Republic. Christian's uncle, Generoso Edo, you know, showed us this tobacco. And we, so, and we, so we made a few thousand cigars. We should be shipping those in about two or three weeks. And, of course, you know, we had the Asylum 7, which was the first limited Asylum. So if you look for a sixes and fives and fours, they don't exist. We've only been around for nine years this year, actually. So we had the seven a couple years ago. Last year we had the eight, and this year we'll have the nine. So we're limiting that to about a thousand boxes. It's really the only limited edition cigar we make. You know, of course, things like Aroa Dark, we make those when we have the materials ready. You know, Aroa Dark, that one, if you like full body Honduran cigars, are hard to get. That's it. You know, we're really making only 40 or 50,000 cigars that year because of the materials. Christian's really, really picky. He's really picky about the blends, but he's extra picky about dark. You know, you, you got to remember about limited edition products and limited production products is that, you know, Matt, you spend all day in the office, and we really do you a disservice if you lit up a cigar that you've been waiting months and months and months for to find out that it was crap. You know, yeah. we don't that, that, that destroys brands completely. So we'd rather have it on back order in order to keep the product consistent. And Asylum 9, so once again, that's a limited edition Asylum. It's going to be in the 20, 20 something dollar range. We'll make it in the 70 by 70, 1118 shape. For those who don't know what 1118 is, once again, no Fibonacci sequence there. It's Christian's mother's birthday, November oh, 18th. Okay. So actually, you know, we actually had that, we actually came up with that size because back in the old company, you know, we had the diploma, right? Yeah. And the diploma was an unbanded cigar. And we had it, we had, we kind of had a quandary here or where do we, how, what prevent, how do we keep, an unscrupulous retailer from putting another unbanded cigar in the box. Well, one day Christian was rolling the pen on his desk, and that's how the 1118 was born. So 1118, it's like a pregnant, it's like a pregnant Corona, I guess you could say. It's 48 at the foot, about 54 in the middle, and it tapers back off to 48 at the end. And that's pretty much it. So as we finish up here, is there any last thing you want to mention to us? Yeah. So we actually, I don't know how I forgot about it. the show's been wild. But we actually are doing a cigar with a guy named Big Time Tommy. He's a social media influencer from New York. And he made he was always like the guy on, like I think it was America's Got Talent. He was always smoking a cigar. Has a huge social media following. And one day, you know, he approached Tom about making a cigar. And so we've been making some full-bodied cigars for him. We have it in a 70 by 7 right now. It's retailing the $12, $13 range. And we're actually coming out with 60 by 6 So that will be arriving shortly. And they're doing really, really well. And that's a product that really any 
any store that's a direct account with us can order, or if they don't have a license, they can always go through a distributor. The distribution is pretty good on that. That's awesome. How do folks uh, find you on the social media? How do they reach out to the company, website, and whatnot? So we actually hired this Generation Z kid. His name's William. He's actually really, really awesome. Um, if you reach out to us, you can find Instagram on Aroa Cigars, Asylum Cigars, and CLE Cigars. They're three different entities. Of course, you can find us on Facebook. And we're always we're putting new content every day. It's really, really cool. So if you haven't gotten on Instagram, get on it. It's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we really do appreciate it. Again, uh, you are Tyler with yeah. CLE, Aroa, Asylum, Asylum Hills, yeah. all that. There you go. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. My name is David Yonin, and I'm the director and manager of tobacco and spirits for El Septimo Cigars. El Septimo Cigars is our cigars are a Costa Rican puro. We have 40 different blends. We age our cigars anywhere between three to 15 years. We also have a luxury cigar line that matches the 40 blends that we offer. Um, and uh, we have also we've been in Europe for the last 20 years and in the two years that we purchased the company we just recently introduced it to the United States so we've been in the US market for only a year we retail our cigars anywhere between $20 a stick and $80 a stick and uh, we have five different collections and we love the TPE show this is actually our first show that we've done for the Art El Subtimo, our first big show. We used, we walked the previous PCA show, but we didn't have a booth. So this is our first show that we've done. We're very excited. We loved the turnout. We've loved the feedback that we received. We'd love to let more people know about El Subtimo. We'll also be at the PCA show in a month and a half. Um, if you want to follow up on anything El Subtimo related, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We have accounts El Subtimo Cigars. And, uh, and also our website is www.lseptimo-septimo.ch. And there you can place orders and you can know more about our company. There you go. And spell us El Septimo for us just for anybody that doesn't, uh, you know, hasn't seen it, doesn't know. Uh, El Septimo is E-L space S-E-P-T-I-M-O. Good deal. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for stopping by at our booth. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, David. Thank you guys. This is Sam Ventura with Crux Cigars. We're here at TPE 2021 enjoying the Crux Maduro. And uh, you can find us on Crux Cigars on all the socials. You can find me at Sam Ventura Crux on Instagram and Sam Ventura on Facebook. Yeah, how's the show been? The show's been great so far. We're meeting a lot of new people. We're getting the word out, spreading the, spreading the word of Crux, spreading the Crux gospel, as I like to say and uh, making some new connections and uh, hopefully some new retail partners very shortly. That's awesome. Well, good deal. Well, um, and I know we've, we've you know, it reviewed the cigars on the show and just thought the world of them, so it's so great to run into you out here. It's great to see you guys, and I'm glad I finally got to meet you, Gator, because I know when I was on the Cigar Pulpit podcast, you have some kind of an issue with me, and you refused to be there. So I'm glad we mended the fence. Nick Nick contractually obligates me not to talk to certain people because he's afraid true. I'm going to embarrass him. Yeah. It's not That's true. not what I heard. I heard you had you had no time in your busy schedule for little old me. But but oh. Nick Nick picked up the slack and I think we had a good time. I'm there for you next time. All right. See you, brother. See you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> now, I want to point out. Sam giving you some shit. I you like notice it. somebody did the heavy lifting here. You did. I'm on you all did. but one of the interviews. You did. And and. Part of the reason for that, part of the reason for that, because you wanted to be me to be your helper monkey. Well, 
I took the heavy lifting on myself last year, TP. Because you went by yourself. Well, that's because you, you know, couldn't make it. I just, I just can't do it. I just, I didn't have the money. It. And and also, um, somebody, I, you know, somebody maybe kept me out entirely too late. Maybe kept feeding me drinks. Just kind of just propagated the whole problem on Tuesday night. To where I don't know who that was. I feel like you own some responsibility. Wait, are you blaming me? I, I, it's an eighty twenty. I think it's more of a sixty forty. No, 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 no. We've gone over this with a couple people. Dave Rivera from Martina Cigars totally agrees. It's an eighty twenty split. Well, I'm gonna have to talk to Dave. You pretty much shanked me Tuesday night and uh, just scuttled my Wednesday to where I scuttled you for a day and a half to where essentially yeah I I made you do a little extra work (laughs) I made you do a little extra work I was the helper monkey it's okay it's okay so anyway so so before we get into the industry party Wednesday night what are we thinking about the uh, Nat Sherman timeless uh, Panamericana good smooth stick I like it. I'm about eh, slightly, just maybe past the halfway point. Yeah, we're actually playing the interviews. Yeah, exactly. So while we're, we're recording, so we're smoking this. through. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm a little bit past the halfway point. It's a smooth cigar. Um, I'd say it's a medium, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't put it in the the bold, you know, category necessarily. But it's a good smooth smoke. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Holy cow. Did you do a retro? I did. Okay, hold on. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the pepper's there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. Tingles. Yeah. Yeah. Ting- tingles in the sinuses. Yeah. Um, no, so a, the industry party. It, it's a good stick. So, so yeah. So the industry party. Um, I am still incredibly hungover. And... But we have to show. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't miss this. So the industry party was on the rooftop of the Cromwell. Which we could see um, from which was our hotel. Literally next door to our hotel. Yeah. But a mile and, away when you walk to it. And so, you know, we, we make our way over to it, stand in the big long line to get in and everything like that. And, um, you know, we make it in there, and I am just down in water. I yeah. am just drinking water like I can't get enough of it. And... <laughs> I'm sitting at the poolside edge. Just Me kinda, too, but I had cotton mouth. You know, I basically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so basically, I'm. Uh, I'm sitting there. I'm. I look like death. I rally just enough to get the picture that I posted of us on Instagram. Yeah, where it looks like we're having fun. Yes, I was. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time, but I was not party material that I, night. I downed a couple of gummies before we went to oh, this. Lord, and uh, <laughs> you know, we saw a bunch of people there. I mean, we, we did. Saw, we saw the Gold Coast couple. Oh, I um, love them. Andy and Shannon were in yep. town. And, um, you know, the whole crew from Martinez was there. Um, who else? A lot of people told me after the fact that they saw us at the party, but they couldn't make it over to us because there were so many people. There. Let me just say this. With the pandemic and everything that's going on, we were jammed in there like sardines oh, at this party. totally. Yeah. Totally jammed in there. And um, we, we made friends with, um, I hope I say this right. Um, from, I believe it's Platt Hemp Company, um, and it was uh, Alicia and Sam. Mm-hmm. They came over and hung out. Mm-hmm. I even got a picture of them with a gator. You did. So, you got did. that. And uh, we had a really nice time. Met a lot of good people. Saw a lot of familiar faces. Again, a lot of them were just waves as they went by because yep. there was yep. no way to sit down and talk. And um, the music, my 
I have two complaints okay. about the industry party. Yes. One was the music. It was a little loud. It was hard it to was talk. It was uber loud. It was hard to talk. Number two. You know, and I get it. It was like a rave party or whatever. Whatever. People were out actually dancing in the pool, in We're, the water, which is You realize cool. how old we sound, being you know, like, that music was too damn loud. Yeah. These yeah. kids today... Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just for us. It was the hemp and the vape, and it exactly. was everybody it, it was involved the in the show. show. Yeah. Exactly. So it wasn't just the cigar guys, but yeah, the music's thumping, and apparently there was food that I never found. Mm. And what I heard later was they had three serving lines for a gazillion people. Yeah, that was and it was impossible to get any ill planned yes. on their part. And then essentially the bar shut down when the party was over. Like it's yes. not like the bar kept going but let the public in at that point the bar shut down at that point so yeah. now we're getting ushered out everybody's getting thrown in the elevators and ubers are flying and everywhere alicia had lost her phone yeah and i i tried to help her find that never did never but did. i think she tracked it down later yeah yeah and um you know it was kind of a mess um the, okay the one thing Constructive criticism for the folks at TPE. There you go. The one bit of constructive That's what we're criti- here for. The one bit of constructive criticism that I will give for the folks at TPE. Your shuttle service was a shit show. Yes. The shuttle that you guys were running. And everyone was bitching about everybody it. Everybody was bitching. You, you know, they, they, it was advertised that there were shuttles going from the Sahara to the convention center, Sahara to the party, Sahara to, I think, Bally's. Yeah, our hotel. Bally's yeah. to the convention center, you know, and all that. Um, and I swear to God, there were people after the industry party standing around out there. They couldn't find shuttles. Yep. Nobody could find shuttles at that point. Um, so everybody's trying to get Ubers. And, and, now, and that's and, another and thing. Uber, they are low on drivers out in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make some money, It was like 45-minute waits for Ubers. I've yeah. never waited that long in Vegas for a car. And it was unreal this time how we, difficult it we was. We ended up taking get, taxis. We a lot. did. We took a couple of different taxis, and I haven't taken a taxi out there. Oh my god, I can't even tell you the last time I took a taxi out in Vegas. It, but it might or might not have cost more. I don't even know, but it was convenient. It was we more convenient. Yep. And but anyway, the point is, um, you and I tried to take a shuttle from Bally's to the convention center one day. Yeah. That was a the shit show. The shuttle driver didn't even know who yeah, he was supposed to pick up. the shuttle driver is standing out there by his bus. You go over and ask him, hey, are you going to the convention center? He has no idea who he's even working for. Yes. He and goes, so, I was supposed to have a contact here, and there's no one here. So like we didn't, so he wouldn't let us on the bus. He wouldn't. I mean, he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. So, so TPE, guys, if you're going to offer a shuttle service. Yeah. Maybe have a company that like or or don't offer one. Don't if, o- if it's going to be like I this. Say, if it's going to yeah. be like this, don't offer one. But if yeah. you, if you're going to do it, do it right because yeah. this was kind of a shit show. Yeah. Anyway, but the show itself was good. The show itself it was, was good. some of the ancillary things in its orbit that did not work exactly. out. There were aspects of it that just yeah. didn't quite pan out. So we go to bed Wednesday night and um, we get up and we get moving Thursday. We do. And by Thursday, I'm feeling back we're to normal. A, we're on our game. We're back to game. You know, back to normal. We're yep. on our game. We go to the show, and everybody's giving us crap. Like, where were you yesterday? And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, whatever. And uh, that's when we met Dave, uh, cigar life guy, and we mm-hmm. recorded that episode with him. You know, from the uh, media Which worked closet. Out really well. It did work out really well because we were just going to do a little short, abbreviated show. Yeah, and having him on as a guest was really good because what he's talking well, about he had is good important information Actually, for everybody. Absolutely. I was going to say it was. You know, it may not be the most thrilling topic in the world to consider life insurance, but uh, but guys, it's important for all it's of you to pay world. attention to yeah. it. And look, if he can save you money, 
then why in the hell aren't you considering it? Yeah. You know, I mean, so it, it's it. Look, it, and he's a nice guy. So that's the other thing. It's like, you know, if he were like typical sales guy douchebag, I'd be like, ah, whatever. But he he was a super yeah, nice he's a guy. Cool cat. And you know, and I, you'd put him off for a year. Well, unintentionally. <laughs> I mean, we did mean to meet up out there, but didn't quite happen. But anyway, so we're walking around the show floor, started getting interviews, and guys, the show this year, it was so they had to move it to a different hall than where it was yeah. last year in order to accommodate the extra aisle space for the social distancing. And uh, I, I liked it better. It yeah. was less confined. It was less tight. It felt it was way more spread out. It, it was really nice. I really liked it a lot. I'm going to say this. If you're a retailer and you're not going to this show, you're missing out. Yeah, I you agree. Yeah. I, I would agree to that. Um, there were a lot of... And look, you know what? Even if you're a cigar retailer and you're thinking, oh, only like maybe a quarter of the sales floor is to pre- for premium cigars. The rest of it is for cigarettes, chew, t- CBD, THC, whatever the hell, yeah. you know, else. Um, that's true. But there's a ton of cigars yes. there. Well, again, we and said earlier, we don't think we even made it to every I, cigar I brand. I know for a fact yeah. we did not make it to every brand. Uh, Matt Booth was another one from Room 101. We never made it by to chat with him because he was just mobbed. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things. I mean, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw all these guys. Well, again, those guys are there to sell cigars. Exactly. We're just taking up a couple of minutes in between when they're not talking to a customer. they don't have the minutes in between when we are there, then they don't have it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to interject in the middle of them doing business. And so, you know observations about the show this year versus last year i would say the mask nazis were in full force on thursday on thursday not on friday and i will say i understand that given the fact that this was the first show back in las vegas since covid i i I fully understand that they were going to be probably a little tighter on them than than any other show maybe going forward due to the fact that it was the first one out the gate um but it was it was rough. I mean, you couldn't smoke in the aisles. Um, so if you lit up a cigar at a booth, you were trapped at that booth yeah. as you smoked that cigar. So you either wasted a good portion of it, or you were trapped there for forty five minutes to an hour, depending upon how how quick you you know you could smoke. Yeah. Um, they had the little smoking areas. Business was being done in those areas. So like, I wasn't going to just go and you know sit down and enjoy a cigar like you know in an area that was designated for business. Um, and, uh, the media closet was a little <laughs> tiny, smaller than last year. Yeah. And, it's funny. And lacking it's, on snacks. It's funny how everything grew in size to accommodate for COVID and social distancing, except for the media lounge. Yeah. Which shrunk considerably versus last year. Yeah. Um, now in terms of the snacks, Jeff, I'm going to tell you flat out. They were better this year than last year. There was one bag of chips and five cookies and, and no water. Well, there was water when we got there the first time, but then later there was yeah. not. But, um, but I will tell you, it was better than last year. Fair enough. So for what it's worth, it, it, I was more impressed with the snacks in the media lounge this year than last year. Okay, I then. still feel like that is an area that could be improved slightly. But then yeah. again, you know. Well, let's be honest. I'm used to going and covering I, like high school tournaments where they put on they they have a whole pan of barbecue or pizzas or you know something the other thing i'll say is media doesn't pay to get into this so maybe we ought to just not bitch you know (laughs) 
but we're going to anyway. I mean, you know, yeah, we're going to bitch, but, you know, whatever. Hey, we're there so, promoting the show. This is true. And so, kiss anyway. Our, kiss our ass a little bit. Yeah. We're helping you out. It was, but it was a good time. It, it was. It was a good time. And so then Thursday, um, we get done with the show, and we tried linking up with the Martinez guys, and just, they were busy. They were all over the damn place. You know, everybody's pulling them eight different ways. And that, I think it was Thursday night. That's when you and I ended up deciding to eat like Big Panda. Oh, my God. It was and so good. And we went to the Brazilian Steakhouse. Yes. Fogo, what was it? it I don't was, even know. Uh, Galapo Gaucho or yeah. something like that. It was over at the Fashion Show Mall, kind of by the Davidoff of Geneva Bar. Yep. And uh, so we sat outside. We had our little red, we had the red little green red card. Green yep. card and that card was flipped to green. And those guys are just bringing copious amounts of meat by. But the, the salad bar was great. Dude, the chicken salad yeah. on the salad bar was fantastic. And yeah. the candied bacon was just yeah, out of Yeah, you raved about world. that. Um, but, dude, in terms of the guys coming by with the meats, I would say the spicy sirloin. Which I did not have. Oh, you missed, I was already filled you up You missed by that. out on that one, dude. I wish he would have come back by. I would have done like more of that. Yeah. Uh, the spicy sirloin, the um, Those fillet, little sausages. The, the filet, and the sausages, I thought were like the freaking choice cuts. Yeah. Um, now, this may have been on the salad bar, but I would have liked to have had some horseradish with my uh, prime rib. Mm. I would like, and that may have been on the salad bar, and I just missed it. I didn't see any like sauces yeah. up there, um, but uh, but then obviously it capped off with uh, the grilled pineapple, oh. and they came by and and cut off slices yeah. of the grilled pineapple, and with it was glazed with like sugar, cinnamon, and cinnamon sugar, yeah. or whatever. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, now, I do want to point out that our meals also came with side dishes of twice baked mashed potatoes. Yes, and they were uh, really good. And, yeah, and. Uh, uh, some grilled bananas. Uh, but let's talk about the mashed potatoes for a moment. So Jeff decides he's going to scoop his half onto his plate. I did. And he ate his half. Now, I was eating meat, and I figured I'd get to the mashed potatoes in a bit. So I left mine in the little serving dish. Next thing I know, I've got a mouthful of spicy sirloin, and Jeff is scooping more mashed potatoes on his plate, taking mine. And he goes... He, he says it was battle conditions, and he said something. What did you say? You said something like, you know, "I said, hey, are you are you going to eat any mashed potatoes?" And I just kind of go, "Well, nope." You know, thinking, so I like, just started scooping more. <laughs> but I did it sarcastically, you ass, because I hadn't had any. The and then, sarcasm was lost on so me. So then, at that point, I said, "Well, I guess I'm really not going to have any mashed potatoes now." And you're like, "I left wait, some what? potatoes," and and yeah, you left me like a quarter of the total potatoes that they brought out for us. They they would have brought more. I All you had to do was I, ask. I mean. They were good. They were really good. They were but, really good. Um, anyway, so yeah, I I got screwed on potatoes. That was but, that um, was probably the best meal we had out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was really really good. So, at that point, we head back to Bally's, and uh, we just kind of hung at the hotel Thursday night. Um, I smoked a couple of cigars. Pretty low key. Smoked yep. some cigars. I hit the slots for a little bit. Um, came up a couple hundred dollars up. You know that helped out. Yeah. And um, just kind of hung out and took it easy and went to bed Thursday night. So then Friday. So do you want to do a few more interviews yeah, now? Why don't, why don't we do a few more and interviews? And then we'll get into Friday and then, we'll, and then the flight home. And then and, we'll get into Friday yeah. and the night home. Fright, flight home. How are you guys? Jack Tarano from Espinosa Cigars here at the TPE 2021. And the um, show's been spectacular. Uh, we didn't know what to expect uh, coming 
hopefully out of this pandemic. We didn't know what to expect, but it has been an incredible two days. A lot of fun here. It's great to have everybody back together again. Uh, Espinosa, while we're not showcasing anything new at this show, uh, we do have some new lines coming out for TPE. A new Se Provincia, a new 601 Black will return. A lot of people love the 601 Black. Uh, it's been an exciting year for us coming out of COVID. We uh, got the number one cigar of the year in Cigar Snob with the Laranja Escuro. Um, like many of the other retailers, uh, I'm sorry, manufacturers, we've been struggling with back order issues because nobody could expect that there was going to be a cigar boom in, uh, uh, during COVID. But th- there has been this mini boom with that in liquor. And uh, we are, uh, we're very happy say, to say that we survived and we're, we're onward and upward. You know, we'll be at the PCA. If you're a big Espinosa fan or if you're new to Espinosa, EspinosaCigars.com. We're all over social media. La Zona is our cigar group uh, on Facebook or on Instagram or Espinosa Cigars. Or you can contact me, Eric, Eric Jr., direct. So we're very easy to get a hold of. Um, got a great portfolio, great lineup of high-rated cigars. And uh, again, I'm traveling again. Look forward to get out there with everybody. And thank you guys for being here. My name is Fuad Kishari. I'm from Hiram and Solomon Cigars. I'm here with my wife, Romy. Uh, our cigars uh, are Masonically themed cigars, and uh, we're here at the show. And our newest release is the Hiram uh, and Solomon uh, uh, combined project uh, with the Cigar for Warriors, where 100% of the proceeds uh, profit goes to soldiers overseas. Uh, we're highly rated, uh, and also most of the cigars that we carry here are. Uh, uh, to be uh, the, the proceeds also goes to Shriner Hospital dyslexic centers. Uh, we were amazed by the TPE show here to, uh, this year because we were not expecting this crowd, and we were very pleased with it. Uh, we really liked what's happening, and we hope uh, we're going to come back uh, next year also. And uh, please visit us uh, and uh, discover our secrets. There you go. And then uh, let me ask you real quick, how do folks reach out to you, uh, social media, email, that kind of thing? We have, we're all on Instagram, as Hiram and Solomon Cigars, and Facebook also, and on Twitter. Same. Good deal. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this is Jared Trudeau, um, the executive vice president of Christoph Cigars. We're here at TPE with the uh, Cigar Pulpit guys. And uh, that's the name of the show, right? Oh, absolutely. That's what I thought, right? I knew I was right. I always look at people. Your face is so fucking blank that it was like I, I had no idea. Yeah, me too. I'm I, I, I get that blank look out of him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, uh, so we're here at TPE. Uh, the show's been excellent so far. I've got to say, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's been really well attended. Um, and uh, we're here at the Christoph booth. So um, this year... As, you know, I I don't know the extent to which your listeners are familiar with the production issues that are going on in the cigar industry, but the Dominican Republic has been in quarantine uh, for a while, 60% capacity, plus a curfew, so you can't go to shift work or anything. So there's been a lot of delays on product in the store, getting into products in stores. So usually we release new stuff every year, um, and we're not, I don't think it's honest to do that. If I can't get retailers and consumers the products that they already bought and already want to buy, I'm not going to come out with something new. I think pigs eat and hogs get slaughtered, you know? So um, we're trying to do the right thing. We're, we're being a little more introspective with the way we approach these trade, trade shows. Um, so we're doing some packaging changes, uh, better, more informative box talkers that are clearer, bigger, easier to see, easier to find our product in the stores. Um, 
and things like that. Just trying to investing back in the retailer and the end user, uh, trying to do more content with guys like you, uh, be uh, more active on social media. You can find on Instagram, we're at Christoph Cigars, Facebook, Christoph Cigars. Um, if you want to follow me, Jared Christoph Cigars on Instagram. Um, but, and uh, you can uh, obviously online, we have a great online catalog. If you're curious about Christoph and you want to learn more, that'll match you based on your flavor profile to different SKUs in the line and things like that. So go to Christoph.com and you can find all that stuff. But that's what we got going on. Hi guys, uh, Jesus Martinez, we're Martinez, Amarillo Cigar from New York City. Uh, we've been in business uh, since 1974, and uh, this is our second CPE show, 2021. Uh, it's going really well. We're introducing a brand new cigar we just came out with, Patrimonio. Just uh, very similar to some of the blends we already do. Our stuff is mostly Nicaraguan and Dominican, so very good stick. Um, and, yeah, we, we're having a great show, a great time. Um, we weren't sure what to expect. Uh, coming in this show, but he came, he came out really nice. The crowd and, and people accepting us very well, and a lot of people know us um, more than uh, the first year we did it last year. So it's going really well. Uh, you can contact us uh, via IG Martinez Cigars or our website Martinez MartinezCigars.com. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We are a Missouri Meerschaum company. We've been in business for over 152 years, and we sell corncob pipes. It's something that, of course, we love to do. We grow our own corn, and uh, when you're thinking corn, you just think regular corn. No, we actually grow ours for the uh, woody part of the uh, cob, and then we harvest it. And actually, we just planted last week. We harvest it, and it sits up at the top of our building for two years, and our wood beco- our corn becomes hard as wood. So that's what makes us a little bit more uh, unique than uh, anyone else. And we were the first corncob pipe company, and we currently are the last. So that's what makes us a little unique. Well, that's awesome. So uh, how do people uh, reach out, get a hold of you, find you on the social media and whatnot? On the social media, you know, if you just type in Missouri Meerschaum Company or corncob pipe, we're going to come up. So... That's, that's the easiest way, and that'll just drive you to our website, um, our Facebook site, and our Instagram. So it just kind of flows all like that. So corncobpipe.com, that's us. Missouri Meerschaum will be the first one to pop up. So that's the easiest way. Hi, everybody. My name is Oscar from Oscar Valladares Cigars. You know, live by Oscar, the Oscar, Superfly, well, a, lot, a lot of cigars, 2012. So I am here at the show, you know, it's- Last two days, this day number three, really good show. First day amazing, number two really good. Today is a little bit slow but busy, okay? Uh, for the show, I bring like maybe the sampler is the new for the show. Uh, uh, sampler of uh, all my products, 12 cigars in the, in the, in the sampler. Uh, and I'm working on the new projects right now for July. It's a new brand coming, uh, a little bit crazy. You can see different packaging. And uh, I'm working for almost a year right now. It's not a movie. It's like series, like five episodes about the tobacco in Honduras. It's not only a bra- about my brand. It's, it's about the history of tobacco in Honduras. It's coming from the Mayans. So I have interviews with uh, different archaeological people. And the Mayan people and making 
like uh, dancing with the Mayan people, how making thousands of years ago. <laughs> Number two is like the people behind the product. So interview, for example, the guy, you know, uh, growing tobacco. Why? What is the background? What is the experience? How is the family? You know, and then a lot of different interviews for the persons behind the product, like the guy fermenting the tobacco, like the guy packaging the cigars, like the guy making cigars, all the process, making in one and in, in five different episodes, and also the film is in like Honduras, different part of Honduras, Miami, West Virginia, uh, Houston. So from the seed, from the consumers. So it's the whole process of tobacco, and it's more how making the cigar, where the story behind the people, and I'm very excited for that. I'm very, very excited. It's a very, very good. And working in the new project, you know? And uh, the name of the project is Leaf is Life. So soon later, you can see, you know, the, the, the series. Very excited, and uh, you can see the product. So, you know, check it out, OV Cigars and Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can have more information in a couple days. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, that was Oscar. Our man Oscar. And there's a lot that I want to talk about with Oscar. First of all, I want to touch on the, uh, the series that he was talking about. Yes. We got a little bit more detail on that. Um, he's been working with a documentary filmmaker, working all on this project, all about the tobacco of Honduras. And this sounds really, really cool, guys. It does. He's working on distribution and everything for it. Um, nothing lined up just yet, but Oscar did say that when uh, when that's all finalized, he's going to come on the show. And yep. We're going to talk all about it and tell you guys how you can watch it because it sounds like it's going to be a really, really badass it's project. It's a, a five-part series. Five-part yep. series, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like a docu-series, yeah. but like with like some historical... I guess some historical reenactments and things like that. I mean, there's all there's a lot to this. Like it you said, it's from really, really seed cool. to uh, in consumer. Mm-hmm. So it's going to go through the whole process. So it's going to be really cool. But the thing that I wanted to touch on that we got to see, that you and I got to witness. So we got to Oscar's booth at a time that it was kind of slow. He didn't have any retailers yeah. there to be talking We were talking lucky with. to catch that window. We were very lucky. But what we were really lucky to catch was a... Um, video chat, video call that he was doing with his entire rolling staff down in Honduras. And they set up like a Zoom, you know, between the booth at TPE and the rolling floor down in Honduras. And he had his entire staff. It was like 70 people. Yeah. All like huddle in this area to get to be able to watch on like a big screen. They got like a projector and they set up the projector so that they could all watch. And Oscar, you know, presented to... The, the rollers and everything, kind of explaining the show and explaining what's going on. And then uh, Leo, uh, well, Alvaro, his his guy Alvaro got yep. on there, talked a little bit. But then Leo took the took the, the tablet and kind of walked around a little bit and showed off the booth and showed off the show floor a little yep. bit. And everybody and gets us. To, and us. And everybody yep. got to wave and, you know, and all that to the people down in Honduras. And the reason that Oscar did this is he says, you know, these people – they're they're working hard. He's got them working right now 
everybody's working like overtime. They're working extra shifts. They're working on Saturdays. You know, he's yep. really working hard to build up the inventory because, as you heard some of these folks reference, you know, there are sh- some shortages. You mm-hmm. know, there's been some some production issues, and Oscar's working hard to make sure that that doesn't happen with his products and everything like that. He's building up his inventory. So these folks, they're working hard. And Oscar's like, you know, the only time they actually get to see the enjoyment of the product that they work so hard to make is maybe like a post on Facebook or a post on Instagram or something like that. And he's like, I want them to see, you know, the excitement. I want them to see the show. I want them to try and experience the show, see what's going on here so that everybody can kind of get an idea of what their efforts, what their hard work is actually building towards. Yep. And I thought that was really, really cool. I did too. And they, like, watching them, they were into it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were enjoying getting to take that, that moment and find out about what was going on at the show. Yeah. The orders they'd gotten. You know, because, I mean, well, that's, that's... I would say, let's be real. The orders that Oscar was taking yeah. is job security for all of that. Amen. And, you know, Oscar pointed out, you know, 2020 was a bad year for Honduras. You had not only COVID hit, but then you had a hurricane hit. And then, and then a week later, another hurricane hits yeah. and caused devastated, devastating flooding, um, all sorts of humanitarian uh, uh, you know, problems and everything within the country. And you know, there's a lot going on in Honduras. And so for them to see that, you know, hey, there's, there's orders coming in. There's job security going forward. That was yep. important, you know. Well, and I'm I'm going to take nice. a moment um, to take a shot at uh, our favorite senator, Dick Durbin. Oh boy, here we go. So you got a Dick Durbin for Durbin Dicks you. You got a Dick Durbin. Yeah. So Dick Durbin is jeopardizing all of those people's jobs with the legislation that he's trying to put through yep. in the Every Senate. Every time he tries to put through a cigar, a cigar tax like this, yes, he yep. is he is trying to damage the economies in third world countries um, in South America and in the Caribbean that rely entirely on yes. these products. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You think we have a crisis at the Southern border now, get rid of all the jobs down there that are, that are cigar related. Exactly. What, what, are, what did they say that 150 people and that's, I forget which manufacturer it is 300 hands. Uh, that's Southern draw. Yeah. Southern draw. They, they have the 300 hands. And basically what the point of that is, is that 150 people touch every cigar from seed to finished product before you get it and smoke it. Yep. And that's just that's mind-boggling to me that, that that much care and work and attention goes into making every cigar. A product that's being sold for in the case of, you know, 300 hands, it's not a budget budget cigar, but it's it's a, you know, not an expensive cigar yes. either. So I mean, you know, you're talking a product that's being sold for maybe 6-7 bucks. Yeah. And you've got 150 pairs of hands. Yeah, you know, working on it. I mean, I, I've heard it from people before when they go and take the factory tours and they go down and see the farms and everything like that. They say, you know, look, if 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 we were actually charging what we should be charging for these products, it would be so much more expensive than what they actually are. You and I have talked about, and hopefully this will happen either the end of this year or next year, but taking a tour of, of a factory. And I am going to go on record right now and invite Dick Durbin to come with us on the uh, fact-finding mission. Oh. <laughs> Dick, you have an open invitation to come with us to our pulpit and actually see who you're trying to hurt with your legislation. 
I'm just going to restrain myself. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> like you don't think he's going to take me up on that? Well, it's not even that. It's no. I'm just going to. I'm going to stop right now because we are talking about a U.S. senator, and uh, I don't feel like going to prison. So um, anyway, um, we just need to find someone to run against him and beat him. Good luck with that. I know, but he's know, entrenched. Now we're getting into Illinois politics, but. Anyway, so so as Oscar pointed out, that was the the third day of the show that we that we interviewed him. That was Friday. Yeah. So Friday, that Friday was a good day for us for interviews because it was admittedly a little slower than the day prior. Um, I would like to point out that Friday, the mask Nazis were like nowhere to be found. Gone. I mean, so smoking. Well, they I mean, they got in grief. From the people from Vegas yeah. who had come in on uh, Wednesday. Yep, yep. And we missed that. We did. But they'd gotten grief over that, so they were real sticklers about it on Thursday, and then Friday, like, it was non-existent. Well, Friday, you had a couple of different things going on. You had the CDC coming out with their uh, ruling about masks uh, yep. indoors for vaccinated people. You also had the fact that it was the last day of the show, and it was like, what are you going to do? Kick us out now? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So, um it was much more relaxed yes. on Friday, and it was great. And a better time. Because I was able to take my mask off. I was able to smoke. I was able to kind of enjoy it, and it was nice. It was a good time. And like Oscar said, the crowd had dwindled, um, but that happens at all conven- you know, trade shows like this. The last day is always a little slower because the, the serious buyers come in on the first day. They have their plan of attack. They go to the booths that they want to hit up, and they do that. And, and, and if you guys haven't paid attention to the interviews... Everybody was saying how great of a show it was, and there was this feeling of surprise yeah. that it was as good as it was. And and I'll even say that. If you go back a couple of episodes, you'll hear me talking about how I wasn't really looking forward to this because I didn't know what to what to really expect. And I think a lot of manufacturers were kind of in the same boat. They were like, yeah. we got to do it, but let's, well, those, temp- let's temper our expectations. Those booths aren't cheap. Because no. I heard I, one of our interviews said it was eighteen grand. Well, now that I don't know if you caught that, I would think that's more for the PCA side. The, now, let's be real. The real, the real issue, and we're not going to get into all of this, um, is the damn unions out there at let these me, convention. Let halls. me put it this way: the you smaller know, booths, yeah, were around ten grand. Dear God, yeah. were they really? Yes. See, so what? this is this is not a cheap show, and these no. guys went out on a limb. To come out and do this show, and I, and I think it paid off for the retailers, or I'm sorry, for the manufacturers. There were, were there. people out there that and I the retailers. There were definitely people out there I didn't know were going to be there. Like we bumped into Tim from Tim, the Hill Cigar Company, exactly. and hung out with him for a little while. I didn't realize that he was going to be out at TPE. I have an, I have and, something on the down low that oh, I, yeah. I think I can mention. Okay, uh, the Bishop and Gator, along with the 45 and the Patrimonial, I believe, I are believe, coming are going to be at the Hill. The world-famous Hill Cigar Company. Exactly. Yep, very, yep. very soon. So Very soon. But, um, you know, the point is, I think everybody was pleasant, pleasantly surprised with the turnout. I think that um, a lot of the manufacturers did higher sales than what they were. I think they tempered expectations. I think they were going into it expecting it to be lower. Yep. And when it was more than that, I think it kind of added to the excitement level and everything. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a good show. You could tell by Thursday that people were really jazzed from what had happened the day before. Yes, yes. And Friday was just kind of a nice come down. Everybody was able to kind of get those last minute orders in yep. and you know take care of some business. But it was good. It was. We even flew good. home on the same plane with Tim. We did. Yep. So so yeah. So after the show, 
Um, you and I, um, we did leave the show a little early on Friday because I needed to get some souvenirs. We had exactly, and we had our flight out that evening, and so um, we we went and got your souvenirs. That was a whole clusterfuck due to the fact that you know the Uber ride was. Oh my god! That I mean. Uber was a problem at yes. that point, but we finally Uber did. was a problem the whole week. Yeah, well, we finally did get a car from the world's largest gift shop, the Bonanza gift shop or whatever, <laughs> um, over to our hotel, able to get our bags, and then we uh, hopped a cab from um, our hotel to the airport. Yep. Now, this is where we're going to get into the airport. Okay. So, as Jeff has mentioned, he had some gummies. Now, hold on. I did not have any contraband come back with me. I want to point that out. I had a ton of CBD gummies. You did. Like big jars like of them that I bought at the show for CBD nothing. And These so, were like $80 to $120 jars of CBD gummies, and I got them for 22 bucks Because so, the people that were there did not want to ship them back home. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, so that worked out. So Jeff packed his backpack full of... CBD gummies and hemp joints. Yes. Hemp joints. I yes. want to point that out. They so, were giving him out of samples. So anyway, so he's got his backpack full of this. And mind you. And I know I'm going to get flagged for it. I know I'm going to get flagged because there's so much of there's it. There's just so much of but it. But it's all legal. And I'm, and I'm, so I have TSA pre-check. Yep. I soar through security. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm watching. Me not so much. And I'm watching as Jeff gets pulled aside. <laughs> so at this point I call Dave Rivera and I'm like, dude. Jeff's getting pulled aside. So I think at that point you thought I'd smuggled something. I didn't you? did think you yeah. smuggled yeah, something. Yeah, I was, like I was not writing dirty. And so, so we're I'm commentating with Dave on the phone as this is going down, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Am I flying back solo? What what's going on here?" Yeah. And then I noticed they just totally bypass his backpack and they go straight to the the carry on bag that you had that was full of cigars. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, now this is some horse shit. Well, and I even I told mean, her. I said, like, my, oh, backpack, I said, my backpack was full of cigars. Well, and I told the, the nice lady at TSA, and she was getting ripped on because she had this long line. She's the only one doing it on the bags that get kicked out for check. And, you know, people are grinding on her, and she's snipping back at them. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. So I walk up, and I'm just chit-chatting with her. And, she, you know, <laughs> she's very nice and very calm because it's somebody that's not being a complete jackass to her. Exactly. So she opened. She goes, oh, your backpack's fine. And I'm thinking, that's the one that's got everything in it, you know? Yeah, so you're like, what in the hell? Because I really thought those hemp joints and the hemp flowers I had were going to get flagged. So you're like, what in the hell could possibly be flagged? And, and I told her that. I said, bag. oh, I said, that's just full of cigars. And she goes, oh, no, they're more worried about the lighters. And I said, lighters? Mm-hmm. What lighters? And that's when I found out that one, that of, one the, of the vendors. It was the last vendor that we got audio from. And it will be the last vendor that we play audio yeah. from. Um, they uh, They gave us a gift pack. Of yes. cigars. Each one of us, they gave, you know, a sampling of their And of I had their both of those packs in my bag. Those packs also contain some very nice Oh, my uh, God. If you'd seen lighters. them, you'd be so mad. Some very they nice butane really lighters. Nice and the sad lighters. part is they, were, they had no butane, mm-hmm. but they did spark when you tried to light it. Yes. And, and couldn't take the them. sad part is if I'd have known that those were there, I'd have put them in my care or my check bag because I checked a bag. And, and you had your lighter in there. I did. Yep. And I'd have thrown them in the check bag. And they would have gotten back to St. Louis safe and sound. But unfortunately, they ended up getting trashed. Oh, and I even told her, I said, take those home. I said, don't don't throw those away. She goes, we have to. Oh, Damn it. Because I'm looking at them. She pulls them out. And I'm like, oh, God, those are nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was really like it was a 
heart soul crushing moment. moment. Yeah. So yeah. So unfortunately, Jeff did get flagged, but it was for for lighters. So guys, right there. What have we told you about traveling with your lighters and your cutters? Yeah, put them in the check bag. But we had no because, idea. No, we didn't have an idea. And, and but that's not my point. My point is, even ghosted, even empty. Yeah. TSA will get rid of lighters. Yeah. So don't even screw with them in your carry on. Just put them in your check bag. Yep. You'll be fine. But um, yeah, it was a damn shame. Yeah. Damn shame. And uh, so then we flew back. Yeah. And got home and. I think I dropped you off, and I think I got home and in bed by about 3 a.m. Yeah, it it was uh, hard to get up the next day. It was very hard to get up the next day. Now, I think at this point we should go ahead and finish up our interviews, and then we're going to come back and we're going to kind of recap and, you know, review and reflect on the show. Exactly. So we'll go ahead and finish up the interviews now. This is Nelson Cuba, Perdomo Cigars, Director of Operations. And, you know, we're here basically promoting this year um, everything we sell. Everything we have in our line. And you can find that at www.perdomocigars.com. But one of the things that we came out with is our 70 ring gauge. Very popular. Uh, Nick started with that 70 ring gauge back in the 90s as a joke. Uh, but now people like it. It's a grandfather product, which is important, especially to retailers out there, the brick and mortar stores. So we brought it back out. This, I got a third shipment coming in next week, and it's already sold out, so we can't, can't keep it in stock. Uh, people are really enjoying it. comes in two wrappers, sun-grown in Maduro. Can't do Connecticut. Crack, too big of a cigar. And in, five, in three sizes, 5x70, 6x70, and a 7x70. Uh, it's a medium, full-bodied cigar. Uh, if you do a 5x70, you're looking at probably somewhere around two hours smoking time. Just because the size of the cigar, so a lot of people like like that, and the price points are a great price points. Now, when I'm giving you these price points, I'm thinking of Florida, where there's no tobacco tax, so you're looking at anywhere between six fifty and nine dollars uh, for those size cigars, which very well priced in that market. Very much so. Good deal. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, thank you for uh, promoting us and supporting us out there. Hi, Nestor Andres Plasencia in TPE 2021. Very happy to be together again after all this craziness. We're very happy to enjoy life, to enjoy cigars. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, we're a company that started in 1865, so we are growing tobacco for 156 years in a row, and we, we're here presenting our brand, Alma Fuerte, Plasencia Alma del Campo, Plasencia Alma del Fuego, Plasencia Cosecha 146, and Placencia Reserva Original. So we, we are a vertical integrated company, and everything that we do is for you guys. I want that you enjoy the best of the tobacco growing in Nicaragua and the best of the tobacco growing in Honduras. We're, we're vertical integrated from the, from the seeds to the final product. So please try one of our cigars. It's going to be our pleasure. Cool. How, do, uh, how do folks reach out to you to find you on like social media, website, things social like that? Social media, Placencia Cigars. Uh, PlacenciaCigar.com is our information in, the, in, our, in our website and uh, all, the, all the social media channels. We're with Placencia Cigars. Good deal. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Hey guys, this is Coleman with Sinistro Cigars, and I just wanted to tell you about our new release here at the TPE Trade Show in Las Vegas. Um, it's called El Burro, 
It's our budget-friendly cigar. The Robusto retails for $5.50. The Toro retails for $6. And the Presidente will retail for $6.50. It's the exact same blend. One one of the two brands, or I'm sorry, one of the two cigars features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. The other one's a Corojo wrapper out of Ecuador. Um, and it has Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvania broadleaf in the filler. Um, so they'll be shipping out to retailers within the next five days. And you guys got to keep a lookout for them. And thank you so much. Good afternoon. This is Oliver with United Cigars here at the TPE 2021 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, having a great show. Hello to the uh, Cigar Pulpit audience out there. And uh, we are featuring here our United Cigar line, our new firecracker. We're excited to have the Wiseman Maduro firecracker as our limited release coming out in June. So check your local retailer. Make sure they have firecracker on the shelf so you can get the limiteds. And uh, we're just uh, excited to have another great year, and we couldn't do it without you guys out there. So thank you, and remember to buy United, smoke United, live United. Hello, guys. This is uh, George James with Vario Cigars. I'm the owner of Vario Cigars here at TPE 21 here in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, having fun. Let me tell you a little bit about my cigars. I have four different wrappers, and I have four different sizes. The four wrappers are Maduro wrapper, Connecticut wrapper, Habino wrapper, and the Barber Stripo, which is a Connecticut and uh, Habino wrapper combined together. Guys, you can find me on the website, www.vario, V as in Victor, O-R-I-E-O.com, and you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Vario, V-O-R-I-E-O. I look forward to uh, doing business with you all, and everyone have a great day. So, yeah, so that would be our interviews from TPE. Yeah, and, great uh, people. And I really wish I would have seen that uh, lighter from Vario. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I wish we'd noticed it before we got to <laughs> the TSA check-in. Well, you know. Because those were nice lighters, damn. and I'm bummed. Damn. Yeah. Damn, damn, She damn. pulled that thing out, I'm like, I'm like, lighters, you know, and she yeah. pulls them out. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn. And she's like, oh, it still sparks. I can't let it throw. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Though they were they were sweet. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well. That was our one casualty, well, I guess, of the trip. Maybe the folks from Vario is, uh, might hear this and might take, take pity, pity on us, on us and yeah. ship us a couple of lighters. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not above bagging. No, no. We, we always I'm not like too lighters. proud to bag. No, no, no. We like lighters. So, over- <coughs> <coughs> Jeff's choking. No. So overall, overall. Um, we well, let's mention our cigar real quick here. Yeah. So we just got done with the uh, Timeless by Nat Sherman. The Timeless Panama- Panamericana. Yes. And it was a very good, smooth smoke all the way through. Very good. Good medium-bodied cigar. Final retro hail was... Peppery. Peppery. Yes. yes. That's yeah. one way we have, of putting we have, it. We have finished up now, and we've actually moved on to a couple more sticks. I was going to say, Jeff has got a little, uh, the, one of the little Davidoff. Uh, uh, it was nice uh, of you to give me that, Primrose. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. And uh, then I've got uh, a 601 Habano from uh, Espinosa. Now, and I do want to mention, the Timeless came to us from My Monthly Cigars. It did. It did. And what is My Monthly Cigars there, Nick? My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. They come in a variety of sizes. You and I get the uh, El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. And it's uh, 
there's also the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. The El Presidente is two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So it's good for you and I. You know, we get two of the same cigar, and we can talk about it and compare it. And, you know, and contrast. That kind of thing. Contrast yeah. it and whatnot. But if you're getting it by yourself, you can, uh, uh, you can hoard it, as yeah. Jeff likes to point that's out. That's what I do. And both of those boxes are covered by the MSRP guarantee, which states that the value of the cigars within the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. And uh, if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, that gets you free shipping on your first box or 20% off any of the items in Nick's online store where he has cigars and other accessories and all kinds of fun stuff. And you can get your Ash Cash bonus bucks by purchasing it. And some fucking good coffee. Fucking. Oh. It's fucking. Oh, okay. My At bad. some point, you're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. It's, it's got the Boston accents. It's Boston. Fucking. Boston. Yeah. Which that seems to be taken off really Your well for Nick. cousin from Boston. That seems to be taken off really well for Nick. Yeah, it does. I mean, I like I, it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't like coffee. Exactly. So that you says know, something that right says there. That says something right there. But anyway. So, so yeah. Back MyMonthlyCigars.com. Sh- back to the show. Okay. What were your thoughts overall? Other than. Other than uh, you know the debauchery on Tuesday night that caused you a lot of trouble. Um, overall, I thought it was I thought it was a good show. Um, the manufacturers seem very happy with it. Uh, the retailers that we spoke with seem really happy with it. We met a lot of really nice retailers. I mean, we met Neil from Max Smoke Shop. We did. And that, that was, was awesome. and that was really cool. Because yeah, we think the world of him. And he thinks the world of us. And it's like, dude. He doesn't know us that well. It's like, we, we, we tried our best, but like, you know, whatever. But yeah, so. Um, but I, I, yeah. But he, uh, super nice guy. Super, yep. super nice guy. And. Um, I cannot wait to get out to his shop. No, me neither. Yeah. It was a good show. Um, I kind of wish that it maybe had been pushed back. Just a little bit later. But they didn't know. I know. I know. You know, a I, week later and we wouldn't have had the mask deal. I Well, I I have always kind of contended that May was probably going to be pushing it. Um, but uh, I think if they would. But see, it's this whole pissing match. And I, and I don't know if it even is a pissing match. But it's this whole thing. You've got, you've got TPE and then you've got the PCA show in July. Yep. And so it's like, you know, somebody, you know, they wanted to be first, I guess. I don't know, but it is what it is. You know, it happened, I think, next well, year. Well, you sure as hell wouldn't want to have them closer together than they are right well, now. Well, no, I, I would agree. I would think that maybe it would have been better. I don't know. But then if you push it back even further, then you're button up against the January 2022 exactly. show. Because they've already announced that 2022 is I think going to take place like January 26th through 28th. And so you don't want to push it to like October and then do another one three or four months later, you know. Yeah. So I it, it was a trick bag. I guess they did what they had to do, but they um, pulled it off. I guess this was the first major convention back was. in the convention center, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. and so I guess it's one of those things where, look, given the circumstances, they did the best they could. I am looking more forward to 2022. Um, so that maybe it can get back to what it was in 2020, where it was a little more free. Um, I will say this. Friday was much better than Thursday. From because talking Friday, to retailers. Friday felt more like 2020 than Thursday did. Sands the masked Nazis. Precisely. And yeah. I will say this. From talking to um, retailers that were there, mm-hmm. they they 
really like the show being more in January than they do with it being, you know, kind of in the summer because we're in peak selling season now for a lot of these Precisely. retailers. And, and they're having to take time away from their shop yeah. to go out to Vegas. And, and then this. also have and to make the real- call on two shows within and, like a month and, see, and a half and that's of each the other. other. Thing. That's, that's the other thing is that's always been one of the complaints about PCA, with it being taken place real close to the July 4th holiday, yep. typically after, that they, you know, it's their peak selling time. And they've got to now take, I don't know, close to a week yep. to go out to Las Vegas to do this show and everything. And, you know... Doing it twice, and then, like you just said, you have TPE in mid-May, and then literally two months later, you have PCA, what, July 9th through the 13th, I believe yeah. it is? You know, so, I mean, it's it's two shows, very similar, not, not entirely the same, but similar. Yeah, similar enough. Within two months of each other, Yeah, you know? And that's that's hard for a retailer to do. I know we were talking to Tim from the Hill. He plans on doing both. Um, but Dan from Riverman, he chose to sit out TPE, and he's going to be going to PCA. Yeah, you know, and and I and that's think, a choice a lot of retailers had to make. I think there's going to be a lot of retailers that that are going to do one or the other. Yeah, they're they're going to do either they either did TPE and they're going to skip PCA, or they're going to do PCA. Can and I point out TPE. one thing that I really liked about the TPE show? Perhaps. The girls from the Bay Area. <laughs> so, okay. So, guys, let me say this. The cigar area on the red carpet, that's where yes. the cigars were, as they should be. And they were very subdued, very calm booths, you know. Earth tones. Yes. To the colors yes. and everything. I mean, it's it's very... Martinez it's, was a bright blue. Was. That, the, it matched the patrimonial. Yes. it's it's But, like, by and large, the cigar section was very... Um, laid back. It was how do I want to classy but yet relaxed. Yes, kind of thing. You get down into the CBD, the vape area, and whatnot. It was a freaking Music party, was thumping, and there were girls down there, riding, bright colors, and everything dancing, everywhere. Pole dancing. Uh-huh. I saw that going on. Um, there were sexy cops all over. It was a good time. There was one booth that had a pole. Yes. Yeah, there was a girl on the pole. With a sexy fireman on the pole. Yes. Yeah. I watched that go down for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I watched it when we walked by, but... I I stood there for a while. Of course you did. But, no, and, and, you know, and I'm not advocating for cigars to, like, do that, but... It would liven up the show a little bit. Yes. Yes, it would. Now, you know what? We're going to be remiss if we don't mention one of the influencers we ran into because we had a really nice time with her, and we got we got a few pictures with her and whatnot. Paula. Yep. Chicks and sticks. Yep. 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 Yeah. It was, it was nice to meet her. It was nice to meet her. Now, and I did. there were other people there, and I, I saw them. I you know, recognized them in some cases, but they were busy talking to people, and Jennifer, I didn't want to be that Jennifer guy. Jennifer Nicole. Um, she we was, did say hi to her. She was working the uh, Hiram and Solomon booth. Yep. And actually, what day was that? Wednesday was her birthday. Oh well, happy birthday. Yep. And uh, so we got to see her. Yep. And I think I think Big Ash was out there. I'm almost positive I saw her. Yeah, she was out there. There were a handful of the yeah. influencers walking around and everything. Um, and then us. And I'll be honest. And that's something else that I'll note that I noticed after that was different this year versus last year. Last year, when you t- and how am I going to do this without sounding snobby? Because I don't want to sound snobby about this. Are you going to be pretentious? Nick? No, I'm not. I'm going to try not to. Um, 
this year there were more of the social media influencers that were there under under the media umbrella. Yeah. Whereas last year it was, you know, half wheel cigar coupe, me. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure a few others that I didn't know, was, but but there weren't the influx of social media influencers. Yeah. This year, you know, you noticed a lot more of the Instagram personalities that were there taking pictures and, and, you know, meeting and greeting and all that and everything. And, you know, I mean, I don't personally care, but knowing how some of the people in various media circles feel about um, the blog, the, 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 Bloggers. You, the blog, the vloggers, yeah. the, the yeah. video YouTube people and everything versus the written review people and everything. I could see where there are some folks, and I'm not going to name names, but I could see where some folks that maybe were there under the media umbrella might have gotten their noses bent out of shape about some of those uh, social media influencers yeah. being in the same And that's, and that's the thing. You know, like you've got the guys from Half Wheel or Cigar Snob or whoever, yeah. you know, is there. And then, you know, do they look down on us for, you know, being, you know, podcasters? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, so there's varying degrees of this. Exactly. You know, that are there. Now, there was another show there, and we got to give them credit. We talked about it on the... Cigars, uh, Liquor, and More. Yeah. They yep. were they were set up next to us. and Bill and Daryl were there, and they were they were working. They, I mean, they yeah, were they all were. over the place gathering audio, so... Yeah. They um, couldn't have been more cordial to us. No. They wanted us to come out and party on Thursday night, oh. and... Uh, that was just not going to happen. Yeah, we, we wrecked ourselves Tuesday. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. We you know, normally what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but we just told all. We just kind of... Nick was drunk and I was high as a cat. Killed the whole freaking trip <laughs> in one night. Yeah. You were so mad at me. Oh, I, I... Yeah. Yeah, I was. Is there still bitterness? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. So... But overall, it was a great time. I mean, could have been a little better. Had I had the energy to actually partake. I'll give you that. I mean. I still contend yeah. it was food poisoning. I don't think you drank enough to be that sick. Well, I don't know. I'm going to say it was something you ate. Well, it may very well have been something I ate. Yes. I may have definitely eaten something that <laughs> disagreed with me. Yes. But. In the worst way. We'll never know. I'm so glad I didn't walk into that bathroom and catch you on the floor naked. I did just pee in the shower and went back to bed. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the other thing, dude. So, okay. Everybody's very well aware of the fact that you pee in the shower in the hotel rooms, which is... It kills the freaking, bacteria. No, it doesn't. And that it, that's disgusting. But... Um, it's that or bring a jar of pine salt with dude, me. Dude, that freaking shower sucked so bad. It and did. You, it was a low and, flow. And you knew it. And you still peed all over it. I don't want and an athlete's pro- foot. But the problem with that, Jeff, is there was no way to properly clean that floor of that shower I'm not gonna with lie. that shower head. I, I had you in mind, and I washed it down every time. God, I hope so. Because there was no way to properly <laughs> clean the floor of that shower with that low-flow shower head. Yeah. And, I mean, it, and it didn't look like a low-flow shower head. No, it didn't. It looked like it was going to be like, realistically, like you could wash I could have gotten, circus with I could have gotten a better shower with four people standing there spitting on me as I, like, washed off. You know, in then, Vegas, you could probably make that happen. I probably could. Yeah. You know? It wouldn't cost but, that much. But, um, God, it was such a horrible... I Look, you know what? <laughs> I probably... 
I stayed at Bally's because I had Caesar's points, and I was, it was able a to nice get, room. I was able to get the room cheap. It was down a three hundred and fifty mile hallway. I'm probably going to not stay at Bally's in the future. At least get as close to the elevator. For the love of God. Well. I'm telling you, those so, last couple of days, because it was okay. all that walking in Vegas, and my hips were actually hurting. I was walking so much, and I would get off the elevator, really and I would just... treadmill, bud. Fuck you. And I would get <laughs> off the elevator, and I would just stand there and look down the hallway, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all I could do to make it back to the room a couple of the times. Yeah. And you are in the you were in the same boat. Oh, you I know. was. Because there was, was your ankles. It was. And there was at least one time I had to shit really, really bad. And that hallway was the longest walk ever. Uh, I mean, I kind of decided around room 5416 that I was probably just going to pop a squat right there in the hallway. But I did. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first I, time someone shat in a hallway in Vegas. Probably not. Yeah. And possibly even that hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and okay. So I'm going to bring up something else that Uh-oh. is going to sound kind of snobby, kind of maybe derogatory not about the show but just about vegas in general we have a friend who has pointed out that 30 dollar rooms and 30 dollar flights attract 30 dollar people the crowds on the street were significantly different than any other trip i've ever had to vegas yes i agree with that it was a god i sound so freaking snobby it was a lower class of Vegas vacation. Well, yeah, because you can go and enjoy Vegas now on the cheap. I mean, dude, there was a guy walking around the casino floor without his shirt on. Yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah. I'm and like, really, dude? Like, he, he, yeah, no shirt on. You know, you were pointing out that apparently bikini tops have become the... Uh, bikini tops and bras are now shirts. Are now shirts. Yep. And, you know, shorts, it's okay for, like, half the ass cheek to be hanging out. Yeah, that was common. You know, it was all over the place. And, and, and the problem is... Most of them shouldn't have been wearing that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm all in for a pretty girl that wants to, you know, flaunt it. But dear and, God. And look, you know, I get it. You're in Vegas. You're going to drink. You're going to have a good time. But, like, some of these people were just straight up sloppy about it. Mm-hmm. And it just in general was it was a different atmosphere in that town at this time. So, like, I don't know. Personally, I would think not of not of not have been there at the time i would think this would be a late 70s 80s vegas kind of experience yeah it was you know before they cleaned it up and tried to make it more family it was different and i don't know personally i just kind of was over it by the time we were done yep so anyway all in all i thought the show went really well manufacturers had a lot of good things to say they did a lot of good sales i would say they did good sales retailers seem happy with it so I would quantify this TPE this year as a success. Um, I had a good time. You know, all things being equal. Yep. It was a good time. And uh, I look forward to going back next year. Absolutely. So, so Jack, as we wrap up here, Nick, how do people reach out to us on the socials? So we're on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Of course, that's my page. We're also on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. And we have Twitter, YouTube. You can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com via the Contact the Pulpit page. And, guys, we need your questions for Ask the Boys. Obviously, we did not do Ask the Boys no. this episode, mostly because we had just had so many interviews that we had to play, and we didn't want to put out a three-hour-long episode. Yep. And so, um, but we do need your questions, so make sure you give the hotline a call. Area code 863-874-0000. And get those questions into us uh, post-haste. 
Well, so. to finish up, I had a great time at the show, and I really enjoyed the uh, Timeless. Yeah, we the, smoked today. the Timeless Pan, uh, Pan Americana. I always want to keep calling it the Pan America. Yeah. And it's the Pan, Pan Americana. Americana. But um, it was a good cigar. I really liked it. And I really hope that uh, Michael Herklox brings that specific blend uh, with him to uh, Furio Tego when that releases uh, sometime this summer, I think, is when that's supposed to start hitting. Good deal. So. Well, but, hope, but hopefully we'll have Mr. Herklotz on the show here at some point so that he can tell us exactly when people can say to the men. So, anyway. Well, well, Jeff, you have anything else for the good of the cause? It has been a show, and I hope everybody enjoyed the interviews. There was a lot of good information in there. So, if you, if you need to, go back and listen to them a second time because there's a lot of information on a lot of new stuff that's coming yeah, out. Indeed. And it was, it was jam-packed in there with this episode. Yeah. But, yeah, pay attention to those interviews because you find out a lot. Indeed. Well, Jeff, coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios at Top Shooters, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Okay, so the Blues got their first loss out of the way on, uh, what night is this? Monday night. Yes. So now they've got that done, so they, they've got their only loss for the playoffs out of the way. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues!